Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Russ Terry, founder and CEO of Life Coach Radio Network. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash Coach Radio. That's audibletrial.com slash Life Coach Radio. And now, here's today's show. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's broadcast of Making Inspired Choices with Coach Linda. I'm your host, Linda Stevens Jones, and I'm delighted that you've tuned in today. I hope each of you enjoyed a wonderful Easter celebration on Sunday. We'll talk about Easter a little later in the show. Today, if you're looking for some encouragement and thought-provoking conversation to help move your life forward, you're in the right place. If you're listening for the first time, thanks for joining me today. This show is broadcast twice a month on the first and third Tuesdays at 12 noon Eastern. And I welcome you to this community of encouragement and uplift, which we all need. Here, you will be accepted right where you are, with support and without any judgment. If you're listening to this broadcast as a replay sometime after 12 noon on today, April, hello, and thanks for tuning in to a replay of Making Inspired Choices with Coach Linda. I want to send a big shout-out of thanks to my last guest, Reverend Cozy Bailey. He's president of the Prince William County NAACP and associate minister at First Mount Zion Baptist Church in Dumfries, Virginia. What an illustrative conversation we had about the value of using your strengths and spiritual gifts. Cozy demonstrated the joy and satisfaction we can all experience when we learn and then use our strengths and gifts in service to positively impact others. If you missed that show, I invite you to listen to the replay using this same show link or you can download episode number 34 on iTunes as a free podcast. If you just stumbled upon the broadcast today, I dare say it's no accident that you're here. So make yourself comfortable, and I hope you'll feel right at home in our community. Before I begin on today's topic, there's a new feature I want to share with you. Starting today, when I open up the phone lines later in the show for you to call with your comments or questions, you can email your comments or questions. Let me give you the email address right now. Just grab a pen, and I'll also give it to you later in the show. But it's Linda on lcrn at gmail.com. That's Linda on LCRN, that's Life Coach Radio Network. Linda on LCRN at gmail.com. 
Okay, and now for today's topic, overcoming your obstacles. I believe this is a topic we all need, if not today, at some point. <laughs> we, we've all had experience when we set goals and something or someone distracts us from what we want to focus on and accomplish. As a coach, I want to give you some considerations to help you to get back on track with your goals more quickly. So what do I mean by obstacles? If you are someone who sets goals and start out fine, you are making progress, getting into a rhythm, and then wham, some kind of curveball hits you and you fall off track. That curveball is the obstacle. It's whatever hinders or prevents you from continuing your progress toward a goal you've set. For example, you start out with a goal to eat right and lose a certain amount of weight, and then here comes spring break, and you're taking the kids on a trip and eating out every day. Or maybe you're going to the fitness center on a regular basis, and you have an injury that takes time to heal. Obstacles. How about a goal to reduce your spending or to save money? And the next thing, you get a call from a cousin who wants you to be in her wedding, which, by the way, will be in the Caribbean. Obstacle to the savings. <laughs> or how about internal obstacles, which are the effects of others and the effects of your own thoughts on accomplishing your goals. You know, we can hinder ourselves. Here are just a couple of examples of internal obstacles. Do you have family members or close friends who are Mr. or Miss Negative? You get all excited about your goals and you tell them what you're working on and they start telling you all of the reasons it won't work. Generally, after you spend time with Mr. or Ms. Negative, you feel tired, actually exhausted, because they've discussed everything that's wrong and not working in their lives, and they've got you counting the things that are not working in your own life. You know what I mean? I'm talking about people in your life who absolutely drain your energy. And then here's, here's how it goes with our own thoughts being internal obstacles. You have a conversation with yourself that goes like this. Why did I think I could get that promotion? I don't have enough experience. Or I've tried to lose weight before and failed, so this diet isn't going to be any different. I'm wasting my time. How about, I'm too scared and I'll embarrass myself if I have to speak in public. I should have or I wish I had done that sooner. It's too late now. See those negative thought patterns that we tell ourselves sometimes? So I've got a simple process to overcoming your obstacles, and it only involves three steps just very simply and quickly. Step one, identify your obstacles. You know you. 
what gets in your way when you set goals? What are the curveballs or what trips you up when you're working toward a goal? And I might add, who trips you up when you're working toward a goal? So step one, identify your obstacles. Step two, I want you to recognize the significant setbacks or what you have to lose if you do not overcome the obstacles. Just with those examples of obstacles I gave, if you go on the spring break trip, if you don't start cooking healthy meals again, what could happen? You put on more pounds, putting your health at greater risk. After you splurge on that wedding trip, (laughs) you've racked up more debt, and if you go back to making minimum payments on credit cards, it's going to take you a lot longer to get out of debt. In that instance where maybe you're already going to the gym regularly, but you have an injury, by the time your injury heals, you've lost your motivation for regular exercise. What if you don't overcome that obstacle? You might have arthritis to flare up. Your blood sugar levels could rise. Any number of health factors could be at risk. Or another one, you could experience sleepless nights worrying about your finances or worrying about your weight or career. Do any of these sound familiar? So step two is to recognize what you have to lose if you do not overcome the obstacles. Finally, step three of this simple process to overcome your obstacles has two parts. Part one, here's the solution, if you will. Once you've identified your obstacles, once you've recognized what you have to lose if you don't overcome the obstacles, step three is anticipate obstacles and decide up front how you'll work around them. You don't have to be in reaction mode all of the time. You can brainstorm options that can keep you on a path to your goals, even if you do get setbacks. That means being proactive and figuring out healthy eating choices while traveling, for example. Planning ahead. Bringing the cooler with sandwiches and salads in um, in the car, if need be. Or how about you begin to save now, even if it's a small amount each week, cut out a couple of lattes, and you begin to save now for unexpected expenses. What could be an interim or moderate exercise plan if you get injured? until you can get back into a more robust exercise plan. See what I mean? You you anticipate curveballs come, but if you have already thought about and have some mitigating plans or options that you can put in place, you're not totally thrown off of your game plan. And as I mentioned, Step three has two parts. 
the most important part of step three is as you are planning your set of workarounds, be prayerful. The Lord for guidance on where and how to focus your energy and efforts to overcome the hurdles. If you get quiet and listen, he will inspire your choices and equip you to deal with any obstacle you face. And you know what? He will equip you to be at peace while doing so. So that's it. My simple three steps to overcoming your obstacles. <laughs> Identify the obstacles. Recognize what you have to lose if you don't overcome the obstacles. And then three, plan ahead. Come up with proactive ways to address obstacles when they hit. And part B of three is be prayerful. Let God give you some guidance on where to put your energy and focus. I'll ask my guest, and I want to hear from you later in the show with your thoughts and ideas on overcoming obstacles. Let me introduce my special guest right now. Ladies and gentlemen, it is an honor to have as my guest today Reverend Michael E. Coppage, who I call Reverend Mike. <laughs> Reverend Coppage was called to preach and teach God's word to make disciples of and minister to God's people in December 1991. He feels his primary call within the church is to carry the gospel to the uttermost parts of the earth. And as a result, he has led hundreds of souls to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ our Lord. He is the Associate Pastor for Missions and Outreach at Antioch Baptist Church, Fairfax Station, Virginia, where he leads numerous ministries such as prayer partners, evangelism, homeless ministry, elderly visitation, hospitality, community awareness, and prison ministries. He trains and equips he trains, he trains, equips, and leads mission teams for domestic and international missions to include trips to Haiti, Tobago, Slovakia, Austria, Uganda, Kenya, Senegal, Zimbabwe, Brazil, Russia, Italy, and Antigua. Reverend Coppage has taught teens in Sunday school and served extensively in the music ministry. For the last 15 years, he has also served as Old Testament instructor of the Antioch Bible Institute and as an adjunct biblical studies instructor for the Faith Bible College and Seminary. Reverend Coppage holds a bachelor's degree in elementary education from Norfolk State University, a master's degree in public administration from Pepperdine University, and a master's degree in divinity from Virginia Union University School of Theology. He is married to Margaret Johnson Coppage, formerly of Chesapeake, Virginia. They currently reside in Centerville, Virginia. 
Coppages have one daughter, Kimberly. She and her husband have left them with a grandson, Zion. Reverend Mike, welcome to the Making Inspired Choices radio show. It is such a pleasure to have you as my guest. Well, thank you, Coach Linda. It's a pleasure being on your um, blog, blog talk show. Thank you. I didn't get to see you on Sunday, so a belated happy Easter. And I know with your help, we will reach someone out there who may feel alone or offer someone um, hope and encouragement today. So let's get started. Tell us about where you grew up and what growing up was like. (laughs) Well, I grew up in Portsmouth, Virginia, and uh, it's on the east coast uh, of of Virginia there. And I was born to um, one in Ethel Coppage, and I'm one of, I'm the fourth born, the fourth child of five children. And uh, that in itself created uh, quite a bit of turmoil um, in my life, so I thought. Uh, I felt like I had to fight for anything that I thought was worth having. And that um, uh, growing up, uh, we didn't have a lot of material things, but we were loved by our mother and and had uh, what we needed. Additionally, um, uh, my father was a career serviceman, so I was estranged from him for uh, most of my growing years. Uh, in that he was mm-hmm. at sea all the time, and uh, not until he retired did I establish a relationship uh, with him. By then, I had graduated from high school and was in college and and lived away from home. Um, mm-hmm. uh, additionally, uh, uh, I started wearing eyeglasses at a very young age, age seven, and most of my life was complicated with uh, low self-esteem as a result I was really uh, a wannabe. I wanted to be everybody else but me. I had a terrible life trying to lean on my own devices to succeed and to be joyous and happy and and content. Uh, Even though I accepted Christ at at a very young age, age seven, I wasn't nurtured in the faith, and Jesus had no place in my toolbox as I was growing up. It was not until... uh, uh, almost age 40 that uh, uh, I felt like that I needed to to surrender to, to Christ and to um, allow him to work things out in my life. Wow. So, so back when you were a child, do you feel it was a, a bit more of meeting the expectations of others when you accepted Christ um, or that's what you all were expected to do? I just found it difficult living in the, in the shadows of, of my um, my two older sisters and my older brother. Um, mm. And and then um, uh, as well as my baby brother, uh, uh, he seemingly got everything and everything came to him um, easy, very easily. Um, mm. Like mm-hmm. I said, well, I felt like I had to fight for any recognition, any attention, uh, and uh, that, that's just something that I, I had to outgrow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, 
having uh, having come through those kind of experiences in childhood, tell us a few of the core values that you embrace today and that drive your life. Well, my, you know, some of the core values I think uh, uh, are belief in God, uh, mm-hmm. a belief in being a good steward of the resources that that I have. Uh, a, a belief that family is of fundamental importance. A belief that, mm-hmm. that honesty is always the best policy and that uh, trust has to be earned. And a belief in maintaining mm-hmm. a, a healthy work-life balance. Got to have okay. that. Belief in God, belief in being a good steward of resources, Um Trust has to be earned, a healthy work-life balance. I think the audience can relate to all of these kinds of values. Um, in the last show, we talked about using your strengths and your spiritual gifts. Would you share a couple of your strengths, Reverend Mike, and then your spiritual gifts too? Well, I got most of these. Uh, uh, most of my strengths were nurtured by by my mother, and uh, watching her, uh, she was a hard working woman. Uh, mm-hmm. First, first strength is uh, dependable, being dependable. Uh, okay. Uh, she always she always taught us to be reliable. Um, I have a strong sense of um, uh, loyalty to to those who are loyal to me. Um, okay. Uh, I like to think that um, one of my strengths is being open-minded, as okay. well as, well as as well as consistent. Um, my friends and my family will know, um, based upon that consistency, how I stand or will react to any given situation. I like to think of myself as being honest and positive, as well as optimistic. Okay. And, and passionate about those things that uh, that I get involved, involved with. Um, I don't believe mm. in. Um, I believe in wholeheartedly doing things, uh, being respectful of of others, uh, not just those in authority, but but everyone, and and mm. and love, just loving everybody. Yeah. I can I can vouch for you on that. Just being a, a really lover of other people. <laughs> um, I loved how I really loved in your bio. I mean, I learned so much about you. <laughs> uh, you shared that you feel your primary call within the church is to get, carry the gospel to the uttermost parts of the earth. Would you tell mm-hmm. us more about that? Well, it, 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 there's no secret that um, the purpose of the church is the Great Commission. And mm-hmm. in the Great Commission, you can find it in Matthew 8, 28, 19 through 30. It says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And so it is we are commanded by Jesus to go, uh, not just mm-hmm. stay in the, inside the walls of the church, but to go outside the walls of the church and wherever we go, be it locally or globally, uh, we are to uh, take the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and 
then once people accept Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, make disciples of them so that they likewise can do what you just did. And so it is, the church is a, is a disciple-making factory um, so that mm-hmm. everyone, and women, women, boys, and girls in the entire world can at least hear the gospel of, of Christ. Beautiful. And you have <clears throat> you have really trained and and yourself traveled to to the ends of the earth um did you have that as a vision um any time in your life whether it, when you were growing up or as an adult young adult did you see yourself traveling to the far ends of the earth to share the gospel no i did not <laughs> not not <laughs> until i was called and um and I went back to to the Bible and and to um, read the Bible as more than story, uh, and mm-hmm. start uh, taking the Bible um, seriously and being obedient to those things that uh, that God was impressing upon me to do. And um, this this particular passage is 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 a life changer, and um, and. Uh, it's my motivator for doing what I do today. Mm-hmm. And what what better thing can you can you ask for uh, in being obedient to to the Bible and and, and Christ it, as to the promise that um, He will be with us always to the very end of Amen. age. Amen. Well, if we are obedient. <laughs> If that's the caveat, if we are obedient. Um, well, we at Antioch enjoyed a memorable celebration of the resurrection of Jesus Christ on Sunday. Um, I would love for you to just share what do you reflect upon in particular as Easter comes each year? Just tell our audience or oh, put Easter in perspective for us. Well, I kind of I kind of go in a in a meditation mode and and to to experience and to try and imagine um, uh, Jesus during that time of year, um, what he was going through, what he was experiencing. Um, this but this year in particular, you know, I thought about Jesus fulfilling his purpose as planned by the Father. And and he did that uh, despite the personal cost to himself. When he went up on that cross and he died, uh, despite the personal cross uh, cost to himself. And mm-hmm. you know, I I I try to appreciate as best I could wrap my mind around it how how mm-hmm. much more he loved us. Over and above how he much he loved himself, mm-hmm. um, he selfishly loved us in the heaven. Yes, it, it's it's really it it takes kind of meditating on it to really get our heads around it. For those yeah. of us who are believers, and for those who are not believers, I think. Um, the idea of uh, a love so selfless 
you know, I think of the fact that I can't remember who I heard say it, but years ago when I heard someone say, Christ came into the world knowing what he was going to be subjected to, that that was in fact the purpose. Yeah, and that he came anyway. (laughs) You know, audience, let me just say, many of us, you know, if you think about your life, if we knew how our life would end, but the love that we have is so great for others that we know what we're going to face, but we will still put ourselves through the torture and the the grueling punishment because of our love for others. Mm-hmm. Something for all of us to think about. Um, that's why I I, I just want to say. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Reverend Mike. Well, well, my thought, my thought along those lines lines are uh, most of us do just the opposite of that. We 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 try to avoid mm-hmm. the inevitable. We we yeah. run as fast as we can, and you know, even even the, even though somehow deep inside of us we know we can't out outrun God because He's omnipresent, but but mm-hmm. we just refuse be obedient and and submit to his will and his purpose. Mm, So true. We go in the opposite direction. Yeah. You are so right. Um, Well, moving along, as you know, our topic today is overcoming your obstacles. And as I mentioned earlier, in our day-to-day lives, we all can get tripped up or I would say discouraged as well by obstacles. You know, when we start out on a path toward goals and we're clicking along, we're good. But when those obstacles pop up, we can get discouraged and feel kind of defeated. So I've encouraged the audience to anticipate obstacles and plan for them up front. I'd love to have you share any process or ideas that have worked well for you when you're dealing with obstacles or how to get back on track to reach your goals. Yeah. Well, one of the things, one of the things um, my mother taught me when I was growing up was whenever you, you face, a, face an obstacle or adversity in life, you know, check yourself out first. And so, mm. so it is. Oh, I, I I I sum my obstacles up in one word: myself. My greatest obstacle is myself. Mm. Uh, mm. Once I once I I examine myself and and, and think I'm think I'm clear. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like to. I haven't always, but now, today, I like to go spiritual. <laughs> um, <laughs> because God is. Very much part of my life now, and I, I I have to go to the Word of God, and one of my favorite scriptures is uh, passages in the entire Bible, the 139th Psalm. Well, down around verse 16, it says, "All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be." This is David, David talking about God and, and speaking for me. Um. So that that tells me that tells me that any obstacles that that appear in my life um, mm-hmm. 
God ordained them to be there. So I don't. It, mm. it, it serves no purpose for me to get upset. Um, I try. I try not to take obstacles pers- personal, but but instead realize um, um, that it didn't take God by surprise, and neither should it take me this obstacle, and that there's there's a purpose or a lesson to be learned from this obstacle. Mm. So I take it as a I take it as a teaching moment when I reach an impasse um, towards uh, uh, when I'm headed toward a goal or trying to accomplish something and there's an obstacle in the way, you know, there, there's a lesson that, that he wants me to learn. And I've mm. got to, I've got to get a passing grade before I can move through that thing and, uh, and get on, um, uh, about my business. Um, rather than moan and groan about it, you know, I focus on God's purpose for allowing it to come in my life. And, mm. uh, mm-hmm. it helps me to refocus and get back on my life's track and his his plan for my life, and that is an issue. Um, his plan for my life, you know, uh, as I said back in one thirty nine sixteen, uh, God's got a plan for my life. Well, where many of us go yeah. wrong, where I went wrong for over forty years, was that I had my own plan, and I yeah. didn't consult God to see if it dovetailed into His plan. I could care. I could have cared less about God's plan because you know I I was in control of my life. Uh, I was not totally totally surrendered. But one of the things we 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 have to make sure is that that our plan dovetails into God's plan for for our life. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, "For I know, I know the plans I have for you," declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope. And a future. Hmm. Well, those are comforting words. And yeah. when we're down here in the natural realm, you know, to the audience, that's quite a perspective check that Reverend Mike is giving us. When we're down here just going along and something comes up out of the clear blue, as he said, it has not caught God by surprise. And those impasses can have purpose or lessons that God wants us to learn. I appreciate that, Reverend Mike. Um, Overcoming obstacles and trials in life, that's kind of a central theme for this broadcast. I'd like to to think of the more the audience hears, everybody has seasons of trial or obstacles. I like to think that it helps them to get perspective and to recognize that they are not alone and to be uplifted that others have figured out how to persevere through the challenges or trials. Would you be willing to share um, share with the audience a season or a period when you had a trying time hit you and how did you persevere through it? Hmm. Well, uh, I had an, an awakening in, in 1986. I was um, I was stranded in Europe uh, with no way to get home. Uh, I was living the mm-hmm. life I call it, uh, living the life of a of a wretched wretch, uh, mm-hmm. all kinds of sinful, dastardly things. 
Uh, however, God snatched the blindness off of my eyes and allowed me to see the adverse impact I was having not only on myself but on my family. Uh, mm-hmm. That was so devastating and, and impactful on my life. It, 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 I was so remorseful and repentant that mm-hmm. I can think of no other no other experience with God that that uh, that would have turned my not my life around like that that time from that season. Uh, no longer the now of whom I had become. Um, he began to to clean me up and restore me to new birth in Christ Jesus. Um, you see, although I was physically forty something years old, however spiritually I was still seven years old when I accepted Jesus. I first invited Him to be Lord on my life. Uh, however, I never allowed Him to come in to do that. Uh, you know, and and I I can just sum that up to 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 say that uh, recidivism is is it's not just for drug addicts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it, it's, mm-hmm. it's it's a question as well, especially when it comes mm-hmm. to spirituality. Uh, if we aren't actively nurtured and and discipled in the very faith, we're certain to to backslide. Whoa, so I found myself, I found myself in a backsliding condition. Uh, yet, yet God uh, got me to a place where I needed to totally surrender my life to Him. Wow! I nineteen eighty six. That was quite a while back. But do you recall what what posed the greatest challenge to you during that time? anything come to mind the greatest the greatest challenge for me was 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 uh again appreciating where I was and trusting god to 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 act on my behalf mm. Amen. i, I kind of equate that and I tell people sometimes you know don't 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 um Pray to the Lord and ask him to do things for you. And you put it up on the altar, and before you say amen, you've taken it back off of the altar because you're going to deal with it. <laughs> I laugh because you know, I, you, I personally you, relate you, to that. <laughs> Yeah, you 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 just gotta leave it leave it there. You know, it's okay to go to the Lord and just 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 leave your burdens there. You know, and and mm-hmm. and walk away and trust that He's gonna handle it in due season. Mm-hmm. He's gonna answer the prayer when you're ready to receive it. <clears throat> I'm touched by that, Reverend Mike, because that is so. Uh, audience for all of you listening. Um, I mean, I certainly personally relate to you pray and give requests to God, but then you're still wrestling with it like you are dealing with it on your own. Absolutely. <laughs> so leaving it at the altar. Thank you for that that nugget, Reverend Mike. Um, now, in retrospect, was there anything in particular do you think that led you to the perspective that you 
had or how did your faith help work you through that tough spot? Um, well, the the choices the choices I made were were based on my worldly upbringing and and vicarious experiences that um, mm-hmm. that led me to my 1986 encounter with God, um, mm-hmm. uh, and I was I was totally in the world and um mm-hmm. and 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 living life as I saw fit to live it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and experiencing God was not a factor nor a priority in my life back then. Uh my faith was not in God, my faith was in myself. And I mm-hmm. I, I learned how to, to lean on and depend on God. And he 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 taught me that you know I I can't do it by myself. I couldn't do it by myself, and and so I had to lean on someone other than myself or another man mm-hmm. uh, in order to get through. I, I'm sure there are people listening today who relate to being in that place where they feel the burdens of trying to make things happen or or just to carry the challenges on their own shoulders, um, mm-hmm. feeling that they are in it by themselves or it's only um, living totally in the world, as you said. <clears throat> well, what you and, shared... Go ahead. And there's, you know, I mean... What, what what we have to understand is that, that that there are things beyond our intellect and beyond our our skill knowledges and abilities that that um, that that we can't accomplish. I mean, we can't do. Mm-hmm. We have to we have to surrender those things. Learn how to surrender those things to someone who is omnipotent, all powerful, and all powerful. And uh, and that's that's what I learned. Mm. Mm. I can relate. Listeners out there, um, I hope you are taking some notes <laughs> um, because Reverend Mike is taking us beyond what we can do, what we can handle, what obstacle we can overcome in our own power. Um, it's just it brings it brings back vivid memories for me, um, and that we all have had obstacles and trials. If not like the one ones Reverend Mike described, you've probably had some in some shape or form in your own life. So thank you, Reverend Coppage, for just being open and transparent. I'm going to give our listeners a chance to get in on our conversation right now. Okay. Uh, audience, do you have some ways to overcome obstacles that work well for you? Um, or maybe you want to share an obstacle that you're dealing with right now. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, 
you don't have to call. We'd love for you to call, but you can also email us. Um, I'm going to give you my email again. It's Linda on LCRN at gmail.com. Linda on LCRN at gmail.com. If you would like to send a comment, send an email, feel free to do so. Or if you would like to call with your comments or questions, if you'd like to call with your comments or questions, you can call us right now at one six four six seven one six nine three nine seven. That's one six four six seven one six nine three nine seven. So we're going to continue to talk, but please feel free to join our conversation. <clears throat> um Reverend Mike, you've already kind of addressed this, but I, I'd love to have you ponder um, what might what might be one of your greatest lessons that you learned as a result of the challenge you described. Well, I, I've, I've got two, and 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 one of them is um, uh, be obedient to God's word, and mm. that's what. Just- that you got to know what God's word is and um, mm. what he commands us to do and what his promises are. And and so um, if you're not already in God's word like I wasn't, um, mm-hmm. you go to God's word and, and put on a new set of lenses to 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 read between the lines. What is, what is God telling us, telling me? Mm. After you read it, just just don't close it and walk away. Meditate on on God's word. And then the other thing was um, lesson learned was uh, seeking live out the plan God have for your life. And um, Rick Owen wrote a book about a purpose driven life. Well, when we try to live our lives without God, we invite discipline. Uh, and none of us like it, but um, sometimes it's, it's necessary, and occasionally um, uh, it's going to come our way. However, with with God, uh, there's there's a joy and a peace in the midst of both life's sunshine and rain. So on the on the cloudy days when things aren't going well, when those those greatest obstacles are there, uh, if you're in relationship with God, then then it's not so bitter. Bitter. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's mm-hmm. still a sweet moment to to know that he's there with you, uh, whether the sun is shining or if it's raining uh, in your life during the time. And and so you know, my greatest lessons: be obedient to God's word, seek and uh, seek a relationship with Him, and 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 live out uh, the plan that He has for your life. Beautiful, beautifully said. Um, if if the audience takes away nothing else, I pray that they will take that away, that if we could just seek to be obedient to his word, first you've got to learn what his word says, um, 
meditating on it and its applicability and wanting to seek and live out God's plan for our lives. Mm-hmm. Underline that audience. <laughs> um, you know, when I was uh, thinking of this topic, overcoming obstacles, um, I always have a desire to have some scriptural reference. And what comes to mind for me about obstacles is the scripture, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, Philippians Mm 4.13. Are there a couple of scriptures that you recommend to the audience when they get thrown off course or they're facing heavy obstacles? I, I can give you a couple of my personal ones, but certainly that's that that is a good one. I can I can mm-hmm. do all things to Christ who, who who strengthens me, and 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 that includes perseverance through through mm-hmm. through with Christ you can persevere anything, and 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 you know don't don't walk around with the notion that that you're not going to have obstacles, that you're not going to be persecuted. The Bible says, Jesus says in the Bible, they persecuted me. Paraphrasing, what makes you think you're not going to be persecuted? Um, That's right. Um, the, the other thing is, is, is standing on, standing on God's, God's promises. And um, that brings my mind to Psalm 30, 3725. Uh, it it goes. I I was young and now I'm old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. And and mm-hmm. so that suggests that that suggests that 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 when you when you're trying to do right mm-hmm. and you're you're connected, that you're not you will not be forsaken, and that God will provide for all of your needs. All of your needs, not once, not once, but needs. <laughs> uh-huh. and oh, good the, clarification. And and the other thing, the, the other scriptures, Joshua one nine, one of my favorite favorite passages. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do mm. not be terrified. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And so you can always lean on him um, mm. because he's always going to be there wherever you go if you're in his in his will. Yeah. Amen. Audience, I hope you made note of those scriptures, Psalm 37, 27, and 25. Joshua, I'm sorry, 37, Psalm 37.25, and Joshua 1.9. And I also offered uh, Philippians 4.13. Let me give out the number again for anyone who wants to get in on this conversation. Join us now, audience, at 1-646-716-9397. Or you can email a comment or question to Linda on lcrn at gmail.com. We have a caller on the line. Um, caller at 703-898-prefix. Press 1 and you're on live with us. 
afternoon, Lonnie Williams. How's everybody today? Excellent, Just, Lonnie uh, Williams. Praise the Lord for such a beautiful last uh, 60 minutes of um, Coach Linda said nuggets. Uh, I think we hit the lodestone today with the many nuggets that were uh, pouring out of uh, Reverend Mike. I've, I've been a student mm-hmm. of his for a lot of years, beginning back in ABI. Uh, mm-hmm. Reverend Mike, I, you know, there are a lot of things going on every day. There's something on the TV about what young men and even a little older and then maybe even a few seniors are doing. Uh, in your experience, is there something that uh, ladies and guys and girls and boys, men, women, boys, and girls of Christ can impart to their friends and their neighbors, their associates, their peers that uh, will have a the right kind of impact in discipling them towards Christ? Well, well, Lonnie, I'm gonna I'm gonna go right back to that Joshua one nine passage. Uh, have I not commanded you? Well, um, mm-hmm. you, you've got to be in the. It's got to be in the Lord's army uh, uh, for him to, for him to command you. And uh, uh, so that suggests that uh, we need to we need to join the Lord's army. We need to establish that relationship uh, with Him. We need to be able to. To uh, hear from him and uh, obey his word, and then he says, mm-hmm. be, be, "Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged." And and so there's there's so many things that that the media is is focusing on, and that that our, our eyes um, will see and our, our ears are going to hear that 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 mm-hmm. that could be could be terrifying. That could be discouraging but but right. we're commanded we're commanded not to be terrified not to be discouraged that the Lord our God is going to be with us where wherever we go so we don't need to we don't need to be anxious or need to worry about anything as the Bible tells us because God is there he's in control yeah. he he's omnipresent he sees it all he knows it all and more importantly, we as we as Christians know the end of the story. <laughs> my Lord, my Lord, uh, but have the boldness, the power, uh, the the spirit's uh, strength to reach out and go and do what we uh, are commanded to do. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Loving it, sir. Good work. God bless you, and uh, it's a blessing to me this day. Amen. Thank you so much, Brother Lonnie, for your call. Appreciate you. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Um, you know, that that really uh hit home for me about uh, just as we walk, those of us who are believers, as we walk uh, here in the natural realm, I, I like to say, um we can afford to walk with an assurance that God's word is true. Mm-hmm. That um, this thing, if he doesn't, it doesn't catch him by surprise. There are no gotcha moments <laughs> with Amen. him as uh, sovereign and omnipresent. 
that really is quite an assurance to not be anxious, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Amen. Easily mm-hmm. said, <laughs> not, not easily done. Yes, yes. But but really valuable reminders. I mean, I'm talking particularly to believers now because mm-hmm. we too can wring our hands not when it happens out there to others, but when it hits our doorstep. Amen. <laughs> Some uncertainty, health challenges, financial challenges. Before we know it, we've taken the things back from the altar. <laughs> Amen. Uh, so thanks for that reminder, uh, Reverend Mike. There is another caller that I think is in listen-only mode, but I'm just going to go over and see if they may have a comment they'd like to make. <clears throat> okay. Caller at 703-209-PREFIX. If you'd like to make a comment or ask a question, press 1 and you're on live with us. Okay, I'm not putting you on the spot. I'm going to take you back off. I think you're in listen-only mode. Thank you for being with us today. Um, <clears throat> Reverend Coppice, I wanted to uh, I wanted to pry in a little bit to your work in leading and training others for mission trips around the world. What are a few of the key things that those missionaries need to convey or for any of us as Christians who want to share the word? What do we need? What are you teaching to convey to someone who doesn't have a relationship with Christ? Well, I I I like to 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 share with them the good news. Uh, that's John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have ever eternal life. And and you can take that 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 one verse and you can just break it down for God. And I teach them to, to break that down for them to talk about the character and nature of God, okay? For God, who is God? He He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. He, he's omniscient. And, and explain what those three things are, describing the character and nature of God. So love, the, the height and depth and breadth of, 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 of God's love that he sent his only begotten son, you know, to, 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 to die mm. for us. And um, die for the world, uh, so that that uh, that's not applicable only to the U- United States, non-believers in the United States, but anywhere in the jungles of the, of, of the Amazon, in the in the far corners of of, of China, anywhere in the world, in Africa, anywhere you go, mm-hmm. uh, you. You should be able to communicate this scripture to them that He gave His only begotten mm. Son. Which, which ones of us would be willing to give our children to die for <laughs> people that we don't even know? Mm. Uh, not only today, but but in the future, folks are being still being born every day for those unborn people dying for them. Who, who's going to give up their child to do that? And so that mm. attests to God's. God's love and desire for for uh, 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 us to return back to Him. Uh, that whoever believes, whoever believes, 
that 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 under no circumstance, no uh, certain circumstances that that uh, that regardless, if you believe mm-hmm. that God did that for you, that you will not go to hell, but you will enjoy eternal life with Him in heaven. And so I teach that to 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 the teams that that are going out and. Uh, and so that they can communicate that good news to to everyone that they have an opportunity to minister to. And then the the other thing I I like to teach and impress upon people is uh, Philemon 6. It says, I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith so that you will have a full understanding of every good thing that we have in Christ. The, the 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 tragedy of of sharing our faith is that nine percent of Christians die without sharing their faith once. Mm. Reverend Mike, you broke that down. <laughs> you that broke is, that down. And and so it is. It's impossible for you to know how good, how sweet, it um, the how joyous it is to 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 be in Christ without sharing your faith. Mm. Let me, there's a song, let me, there's a I'm song sorry, go that ahead. There's a song that the, the lyrics say that uh, I am not ashamed of the gospel. And so mm-hmm. I, 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 uh, I ask, ask your listeners if, if, if they can re- respond and sing that, that, that song. I am not ashamed of the gospel. So if if you are not ashamed of the gospel, then we should be sharing it with all that God placed all up to all that God places in front of us. Amen. But I got to say again, you broke down John three sixteen. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to the phone line. We have another caller. Okay. Caller at. One moment, the switchboard is kind of full. Caller at 703-646-PREFIX. Press 1 and you're on live with us. Caller at 703-646-PREFIX. Press 1 and you're on live with us. Linda? Yes. Hi, this is Brenda Gaines. How are you? Hey, great. Thanks for calling. I'm really enjoying your interview with Reverend Coffin, she and Margaret, of just two of Jeff and our favorite people. And so my comment today is, um, Reverend Coppage, is when you talked about uh, being courageous and uh, in the Lord, and that is really, I was sharing with Linda a few days ago, that is really one of the things that the Lord is really putting on my heart is to be bold and courageous in my faith. And um, we had a guest speaker at uh, Antioch for Good Friday, and he spoke on the same thing, is being courageous in the Lord uh, when there are times when the world, there's so much um, turmoil and people are not standing up for what is right, and he was talking about being courageous 
uh, during mm-hmm. times of injustice, and sometimes that is hard to do. Mm-hmm. And and so my question to you is, in the times of, of opposition, and I'm talking about opposition from God's people, people who are professing to be Christ-like or to know Christ, but not walking in his truth and in his integrity, how do we continue to maintain our level of courage uh, during those mm-hmm. times? Because it is quite challenging. Mm. Oh boy! Well, <laughs> it, it, it starts. It, it starts with um, having a having a, a good presence of mind and knowing that 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 God is there. And I, you know, and I and I hate to keep repeating um, uh, Joshua one nine, but but you know. We we get up sometimes in the morning and 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 before we know it we're 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 on our way to work or we're on going to this place and we're going to that place but mm-hmm. mentally we we've left God at home on the bedstand mm-hmm. in 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 the way mm-hmm. of the Bible and not realize that 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 He promised that He's going to go with us wherever we go that He's going to be there. And and you know the Bible says all power and authority on earth is 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 given unto Him, who's gonna be with us. So so if you got Him with all the power and authority on earth right there at your side, right there with you, then uh, why would we not be courageous? <laughs> Why would we not be obedient? And, and so, what I'm suggesting to 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 the audience and and to myself as well, we have to be more disjoint about realizing that we're we're not walking alone, but realizing we're walking in tandem with Christ. Amen. Yes, very true. Thank you so very much. And, Linda, thank you, as always, for just a great uh, great talk show today. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling. You know, Linda, we, Mike, you are... got, we, we can have all kind of, all manner of things on our minds, and, and somehow or another um, uh, Christ and, and God gets pushed to the, to, to, into the background, and there's, there's more mm-hmm. pressing things. That you know, I like to say sometimes we tell Jesus to go sit down, sit down, unknowingly because we're we're dealing with something more important than He, and and it shouldn't Ooh. be. <laughs> wow, that burns your toes. <laughs> um, I have um, I see my favorite caller is trying to get in on this conversation too, Reverend Mike. Um, All right, caller. At 703 887 prefix, go right ahead. Hello, Reverend Mike. Oh, this is Xavier. <laughs> Good afternoon. <laughs> no. Good afternoon, Coach Linda. <laughs> Good afternoon. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm reminiscing. I'm reminiscing back. Uh, you know, over a period of three years, on the, on the, you know, almost every Monday night, starting about seven o'clock. We we hear this this great trombone of the Lord just just bringing bringing the Old Testament to us. I, I'm reliving those days. Thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, bringing that back to me. 
Thank you so much, Reverend Mike. Mm-hmm. Amen. And I also got to tell you that, you know, just, just knowing how well you, you prepared so many of us, you know, to go on mission trips. I remember when we were about to embark on the mission trip to Italy, and um, one of the things that you shared with us was a book, uh, I think was called uh, Sharing Jesus Without Fear. Yes. Well, you, would you believe I just pulled up that book day before yesterday, and here you are? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for what you do and, and for how much you, you, you've helped us to um, open our minds and our hearts for, for the love of, of Jesus Christ and what God has, has offered us. And appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you very much. Amen. Praise the Lord, man. Amen. Thank Bye. you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. Goodbye. Um, my favorite caller, Reverend Mike. <laughs> um, you know, as we wind up our time together, well, one one thing that's really been dropped in my spirit is how much, um, if we can just stop and check ourselves and check perspective, there is so much more peace and freedom and just a sense of confidence in our walk. And our light, our light in that confidence should be drawing others to Christ versus mm-hmm. when we are uh, in a hand-wringing mode like people who don't have a Savior. <laughs> um, so, you know, you've really given me uh, a great reminder, and I hope for our audience as well, just a great perspective about how big our God is. How big, you know, the way you broke down John 3.16, that, you know, he's he's everything, omnipotent, omniscient. (laughs) Um, We really can walk, even when it's uncertain for us, even when there are obstacles in front of us, we can walk with a certainty, as you said, because we know how it ends. Wow. Amen. Amen. Um, I want to switch gears just a little bit. um, And for those listeners out there who know you, I wanted to have you share something fun on your bucket list that you want to do this year. (laughs) Oh, Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, I've 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 pretty much covered every continent and uh but on my bucket list is travel and you know I really would uh, um like to go to Alaska. I uh now God's God's pre position well my my wife wouldn't like to go but I would like to go. But my God is pre positioned a nephew of mine into the uh Juno Tower. Out out in Alaska, he's a he's an air traffic controller. He he supervises wow. the tower out there, and I would like to get out there and spend some time in Alaska. That's always been on my bucket list. Um, evangelistically, uh, I like to visit China and and uh, Australia uh, to to, mm. to go down and share, share the word in in those uh, those countries. Mm. That's that's wow. pretty much my bucket list um, to to continue to share the gospel wherever I go. 
Amen. 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 Um, and you you inspire others to step up and want to be witnesses. Um, in many ways, in the, all of the ways you minister to and equip God's people to share the gospel with the lost, is there anything in particular that the Holy Spirit is nudging you to do in the coming season or, you know, ahead? Yeah, my, bur- my burden right now is to um, uh, intentionally um, disciple more people. Um, because that 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 is the method, that is the process by which you know the the, the whole world is gonna kind of hear the gospel. Uh, most of my my church career, quote unquote, uh, has been me going, but I've got to mm-hmm. replicate myself and send others all over the world because it's impossible for me to go every place. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. so, you know, that that's what the Holy Spirit uh, is nudging me to do um, in in the, in the coming season is to spend more time um, discipling other people to go and impressing upon them the importance of going. Amen. Amen. Well, I hear you. I hear you. I um, I look forward to a day when. Um, when I can uh, feel, you know, I'm taking care of mom in this season and very thankful mm-hmm. to be able to do that. But I look forward to uh, reaching a season when I can go. Amen. I really do. Amen. Um, overcoming obstacles, overcoming your obstacles, uh, audience. We have had, uh, we couldn't have had finer truer words with regard to the very idea of facing hurdles and challenges but doing so with God on our side and being able to do so in peace and uh, courageously. Reverend Mike, what parting words would you uh, share with our listeners before we close today? Well, you know, the the one thing, well, two things, two scriptures. Uh, the, the, the scripture that I hope everybody, if you haven't already, uh, well, even if you have already, refamiliarize yourself with is, is that <laughs> Psalm 139, verses 1 through 18. Psalm 139, verses 1 through 18. I, I, you know, that scripture passage escaped me for most of my life. Had I read and understood that from a, for, from a very early age, it would have changed my life in total. Uh, but somehow mm-hmm. or another, that was as crafty as he can, um, uh, shielded me from that particular scripture, uh, distracted me from that particular scripture. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, is, it, is, it, is, it will increase your awareness about God like nothing else. And and it will ground you into who you are uh, 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 in God, and and so there is wherein I had to to uh, walk around with low self esteem. Well, that passage of scripture said that I was fearfully and wonderfully 
made by God, knitted together in my mm-hmm. mother's womb. Him personally mm-hmm. did. And, you know, the bottom line is God don't make no mess. So if you're suffering Amen. out there from from uh, from self-esteem issues, you, you need to go to 139. If, if you're wrapped up in, in sin out there, you need to go to 139 and see how that passage of Scripture speaks to you. And then the last thing uh, uh, I would part with and share with the listeners, listeners is uh, Proverbs uh, chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Uh, another Amen. one of my favorites. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. You'll get in trouble every time if you do that. <laughs> in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. There's some things some things we don't need to understand. Audience, he's ending the show with my favorite scripture. Amen. (laughs) That is truly, that is truly the one that I lean on as well. Mm. Audience, you didn't get those scriptures. I'm sorry, go ahead, Reverend Mike. I I see my wife think I'm crazy sometimes, but, you know, I, 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 I I don't spend a lot of time brooding and thinking and processing stuff. Um, because, mm-hmm. you know, it's, that's leaning on my own understanding, you know. And, yes. and I know my God's got it. He's sovereign, you know, and uh, my plan is written in the book. So when it's time for it to disappear, it'll disappear. And, again, Scripture tells us do not worry, do not be anxious about anything. So why, why mull it over? That is the the peace that I think everyone longs for to be able to walk in uh, that not being anxious, just feeling content in any season. Um, yeah. So those scriptures are ones to meditate on, audience. Again, he shared Psalms 139 verses 1 through 18. And my very favorite scripture, Proverbs, the third chapter, the fifth and sixth verse. Reverend Mike, uh, it has been such a pleasure and honor to have you as my guest. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. Um, What you shared, I am sure, will help many, and I pray will result and someone believing with God's help, they can overcome their obstacles. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory. Amen. Thank you to every listener and caller out there today. I'm sending a shout-out to each of you experiencing some kind of hurdle or setback in your life right now. Don't give up. Take baby steps if needed to get back on track and keep moving forward. God's got you. Remember, if at no other time of the year, let's be reminded right now that the Lord so loved us. He gave his only son 
he removed the biggest obstacle of all, which is our sin, that we Amen. might have eternity with him. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and as I close, to the ladies out there, I am excited to share that I have a new program offering for you coming soon, and it's called Steps to Self-Renewal. You'll go through a process with my coaching and the support of a small group of women. Um, It is going to be Christian-based, and you can release your fears, regain your strength, and renew your life. I'll share more on my website soon. Um, It's www.lindastevensjones.com, and I'll have a special offer for the first three women who sign up. My website can also answer your questions about coaching. You'll see client testimonials there, and you can schedule a discovery session with me. I hope you'll join me for my next broadcast right here on May 2nd at 12 noon Eastern Time. Until next time, stay blessed.